0: going to be one of those council roundups where I'm going to do my darndest squeeze three hours of a council meeting into three radio segments. So bear with me. It is Springfield's morning news. I'm Greg Bishop on WMAY Springfield's news and talk and the council roundup each and every Wednesday. If there's a council meeting Tuesday nights, I get up early and take in all of what they say and bring you as many highlights as I possibly can, but it's all brought to you by head west subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch at West Subs. All right, let's get right to it. Last night, a couple of presentations up front we're not going to get to, but they celebrated drinking water and CWLP getting a uh, resolution and uh, an external group coming in and then celebrating CWLP for its quality drinking water. They also had the Youth Council there, the Mayor's Youth Council, uh, which was actually interesting. The part I took away from that was the seniors who are getting ready to graduate Every one of them that spoke last night said that they're going to an out of state school. One's going to Louisiana, another's going to Mizzou. So uh, they're heading out of state to go to college. And that brings us to this next bit where uh, Mayor Jim Langfelder uh, brought up the uh, police chief uh, because the police chief's getting ready to give a presentation and uh, he made a, uh, a comment. I
1: think Chief Scarlett wrote down Natalie's name uh, when she graduates from. Uh, Uh college to call her up to be a crime analyst for the (laughs) SPD.
0: That's because Natalie said she's going to school down in Louisiana uh, to study uh, uh, crime analysis, Uh, so we'll see if that ultimately happens. But Chief Scarlett there to talk about uh, Roadmap for the Springfield Police Department.
2: We would love to have a those individuals join our team, whether that be in three or four years down the road, for sure.
0: Well, I don't know if that's necessarily, uh, you know, the the trend. Uh, I think the trend is when students leave to go to another state for college. They typically thrive in that other state. So uh, we'll hear some of the uh, things that the chief's looking to do to uh, possibly keep people here in Springfield and be interested in the Springfield Police Department. But he talked about this roadmap.
2: Uh, in the chief position for a little over three months now, and one thing that uh, the mayor ready and I talked to quit about. yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on.
0: <laughs> no, he's not ready to quit. Come on. He's been on three months. Uh, but more on this roadmap
2: is the successful navigation of this roadmap will be achieved by establishing department-wide buy de- uh, input, initiative, and buy-in.
0: So uh, some of the things you talked about, uh, you've got uh, you know, d- new technology, training, uh, you've got uh, recruitment efforts, and a whole host of other things they're working on doing and making things happen.
2: We'll continue leading the law enforcement profession through police reform. We believe it's important to strive to constantly professionalize as an industry. Our policies are up to date uh, as it pertains to the Safety Act. And not only do we meet, but oftentimes we exceed all of our let standards. And he also talked about pay. It's very important. We have to stay relevant with the current market as it pertains to law enforcement. Uh, state police just came out with a, uh, a new incentive, uh, and I'm not going to get specific on it, but uh, it's, uh, it's something that we have to compete with, and we'll do that.
0: So how they compete with that, we shall see in the future. But he kind of wrapped up his comments. And again, we got to get through a lot of this. So if you want to go back and hear about the technology they're using and the connections they're making with the uh, the license plate reading cameras and the Shot ShotSpotter uh, programs, uh, you can listen to more of that, of course, uh, at our WMAY YouTube channel where we streamed the entire meeting last night. Uh, but uh, to wrap up some of the uh, the chief's comments last night.
2: So I'll end with this. The roadmap is difficult and'll be met with challenges. I get that. I believe that we have a strong work ethic here at the Springfield Police Department, and we're capable of problem solving.
0: So uh, some of the comments that came afterwards, uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath had a question about something that uh, piqued his interest during the uh, Chief's presentation.
3: I have some questions about the shot, about the license plate readers. Um, you talked about putting that information out on our our website. What is our liability about uh, putting those license plates out on the website?
0: And uh, it's not necessarily putting the license plates out on the website. Here's the chief.
2: company we're using, they actually create a uh, transparency sheet that lists the number of searches that were conducted, the results of those searches. So not specific license plates, but specifically how the technology was used and how often it was used and that sort of thing. So not identifying any that's individual. Correct.
0: Oh, thank you. Well, that's good. Uh, it's just uh, you know, how many searches and stuff. So that level of transparency, that's, uh, that's a positive. Uh, here's Alderman Sean Gregory praising the Springfield Police Department.
4: I, I don't know the numbers exactly off when I came in, but you guys have had almost probably 10 you know uh, uh, officers of, of, of color you know since I've been here an awful lot you know there's been a lot going on around the country so for you guys to be able to do that um, obviously we're you know you guys are on the right track of recruiting I, I think that's very impressive so
0: and uh, Chief Scarlett provides some of the stats uh, that kind of highlights that
2: from January 2016 until uh, today our uh, the number of African Americans have doubled on the agency so yeah, yeah.
0: Now back to recruitment, Uh, of course it's going to be hard I think to try and get some of those uh, students that leave the state to go to an out of state college Uh, but he did talk about how they've got a program moving forward where they're going to try to get into some high schools get 18 year olds graduating from high school get them scholarships so they can start programs on criminal justice and policing Uh, and then by the time they're 21 either they'll be working at the Springfield Police Department in a different capacity and then by the time they're 21 they can test and become a police officer. Uh, So that's an interesting type of uh, pipeline that I think that uh, they laid out last night. Again, just some of the things from the Springfield Police Department. All right, coming back, uh, we've got uh, a whole bunch of other things to tackle. I'm just looking at my notes here, and it bounces from real estate projects to uh, boards and appointments and commissions, and also uh, if we've got time for it, a citizen addressing the council last night, revealing an inspector general complaint uh, before uh, Springfield Alderman actually get to see that complaint. So so we'll uh, get to that as well here on WMAY. It is the Council Roundup, and we are in the midst of the Council Roundup on Springfield's News and Talk, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. I feel like I'm talking like the Micro Machine Man because we've got so much to get through, and I appreciate everybody taking time. It was a three hour meeting last night. So I got to do what I can to boil that down for you in just a few segments here. Uh, So continuing on, um, the issue of panhandlers. There was an ordinance that came up last night. A little confusion, though, but here's Alderman uh, Ralph Hanauer, uh, or actually Alderman uh, Chuck Redpath jumping in, talking about panhandlers.
3: Uh, Panhandling in the middle of Wabash and the middle of veterans. I called Springfield Police Dispatch and asked them to dispatch a car out there these people were dangerously uh, walking through traffic, full-speed traffic, and uh, it was a terrible situation. It scared me, and I was a police officer for 35 years. I'd never seen craziness like that before. So so
0: he's got a problem with it, and something needs to be done about it. Alderman Hanauer also chiming in.
3: I, it's a sticky wicket here, but we, we've gotta, we, we've got to look at doing something. And how do other cities get away with with things, um, you know? And and we can't. Um, so I, I'm just concerned. One of these days, somebody's going to get hit, and then we'll end up getting sued for a lot of money. It's sort of a catch twenty-two. So
0: that's the ordinance discussion, but it wasn't the ordinance that they thought. Here's Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkle.
1: Twenty twenty-one three three seven actually relates to. Um, uh, solicitation within 50 feet of a cannabis store so oh, it's not related to the wrong one intersection <laughs> issue <laughs>
0: uh, so ultimately he said that uh, to the intersection issue uh, some instances there could be law enforcement that address it uh, in the instance that uh, uh, Alderman Redpath gave uh, seems to highlight uh, one of those areas that law enforcement can address things and that
1: already is prohibited And so the police were acting very properly just from a purely safety and also the uh, state law provision by saying people cannot be doing what they were doing, which was basically interfering with traffic.
0: so uh, the, the latest, though, on uh, this this issue of uh, panhandlers getting into traffic uh, that uh, that Alderman were speaking to, not the ordinance that was up for consideration last night, but uh, the the panhandlers getting into traffic, Alderman McMiniman uh, chiming in here uh, about uh, the, the approach the city's taking in delaying the uh, intersection panhandler ordinance uh, and ultimately saying that we need to, to find the best path forward.
5: I think our corporation council is on the right track to see what, how other cities have successfully enacted uh, ordinances to, uh, in, in other cities have done it by identifying the most dangerous locations throughout the city, the most high-traffic-prone intersections and prohibited solicitation there. And so,
0: uh, again, uh, just the ongoing conversation about panhandling and how we best approach this without uh, uh, violating individuals' uh, free speech rights. Uh, but back to the ordinance, not the panhandlers in the middle of the road ordinance, but trying to keep panhandlers away from, uh, for instance, a cannabis dispensary.
4: You know, in my opinion, I, I, don't, I don't think that, you know, we probably can look at withdrawing this one uh, altogether. I don't think that... Um, You know, I think all businesses downtown, you know, probably want something done about panhandling and stuff. I know this particular dispensary that we was talking about has hired multiple security guards and um, they've had that area pretty clear. And the mayor chiming in. So is that a motion to withdraw (laughs) 2021-337?
5: Let I, um, I me talk about that for a second.
0: So, uh, uh, Alderman Gregory's like, yeah, let's go ahead and withdraw this. We don't need it. Uh, but McMinniman shared a story about his wife crossing the streets, avoiding that area, but still getting approached by panhandlers.
5: Those that work downtown, that go to and from our uh, two big hotels nearby, they don't know that there's going to be cannabis location right there, and they don't like passing those that are standing there to to try to solicit. So. Um, I think this is a good ordinance. It did not advance, though. Uh, Alderwoman
0: Purchase saw something over the weekend that she was not pleased to to experience.
4: On Sunday, I was at the um, pharmacy, the art pharmacy downtown, and they were asking kids for their cookies when they came outside of the event. And I had to ask them to stop. They was also asking appearance for cash. Ah. So how do we deal with that? But you just said it's an ordinance that says they cannot. They have to be within 20 feet of those businesses.
1: For the entrances, and that would be a matter for the police
4: department?
0: So it's up to the police to, to tackle such a thing um, because uh, they can't be close to 20 feet of a business and uh, Panhandle. <laughs> I already know I'm going to have to make some executive decisions here and just skip over some things. From last night's three-hour city council meeting, it is the council roundup here every Wednesday from 7 till whenever we get through it all. Uh, it's brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location now open for lunch. Headwest West Subs. Again, I'm Greg Bishop. Thanks for hanging out. Let's get back to it. Alderman Ralph Hanauer and others concerned about uh, appointments or concerned about holding up appointments. We heard about this last week, and it was uh, kept in committee, but they brought it out of committee, a slew of appointments for uh, the Economic Development Boards. And uh, some people had questions about, uh, you know, conflicts or where are these individuals so they can answer questions. Uh, There's even a move to try to hold this ordinance. Here's Alderman Hanauer about uh, how that might be problematic. He talked with uh, the, the city Lobbyist who indicated that uh, these appointments are part of the deal for the TIF extensions.
3: Uh, Do and he said it would not be good for the city. Um, We we gave our word that we would allow them to appoint people. This is a mere formality that we have to approve it. But if we if we vote these down, you know we 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 might as well cancel Larry's contract because. He's not going to be able to get anything through legislature because our word isn't good.
0: Woman DeCenso chiming in about uh, keeping words. Is, is. And let's go over here. All right. And go. And fire. And go. All right.
6: We talk about keeping our word. And the irony of that statement in regards to some of the people that are appointed or being suggested to be appointed to the Economic Development Commission is laughable. They haven't kept their word when it comes to giving us a seat at the table, in particular for the County Board of Health, um, once again. I mean, the city did not have a representative during a global pandemic because they don't feel that we're important enough to sit on their boards.
0: So one other criticism there, Uh, but uh, Alderman Hanauer and Alderwoman Desenso went back and forth with an idea that's been floated before in the past to require anybody that's up for an appointment to be at the city council to answer questions. And that seems to be what uh, some of those who want to hold this are looking for is for these appointees to be in front of the city council to ask and answer questions. Uh, But the back and forth here from Alderman Hanauer and Alderwoman Desenso.
3: If someone's appointed to a board and doesn't come to one of our meetings, we don't act on it. Is that what we're saying?
6: I've said that. I've been saying that for years. Because
3: we have voted on people that have not shown up.
0: That's true, too. That's true, too. Uh, so all the women Desenso has been a proponent of that for a while, making sure that they're there. Uh, and I remember highlighting it on a Council Roundup episode. What well, was it, like two, three years ago or something? Uh, and then, you know, they, they kept to it and requiring people to be there, but then it kind of fell off the wayside uh, as COVID hit, and they didn't uh, necessarily follow that precedent. But uh, here's all the women Desenso.
1: This is held in committee and pulled out. We didn't have any notice I'm, of this. They didn't have it, any notice uh, it, of that.
3: Kristen, all I'm saying is, is, is that the precedent we're going to set here?
1: I think we should give them the chance
0: to come is is the only thing. Yeah, so uh, letting them know that uh, they're going to take this up and have them in front of the city council. Alderman Williams wants to make sure he can get some questions answered.
6: When we talk about questions, I just want them to come because I think some of the positions they hold, there's conflicts for me from serving with them on other entities and other commissions and boards and their roles in those areas. And now they're going to come and be on our end. I want to ask them some questions just to make sure we don't have these conflicts.
0: So they ultimately held those ordinances uh, of boards and uh, uh, commission appointments uh, until uh, a future date. So we'll see how that plays out. But that was part of an agreement to extend TIF districts uh, by allowing for, like, you know, other taxing bodies to appoint people onto Springfield Board and Commissions. Uh, now let's get into a little bit of the uh, the conversation about firehouses. And uh, Alderman McMiniman, uh, Alderman Williams, they went back and forth talking about uh, how some firehouses have more fire calls than others while others have uh serious issues when it comes to medical calls uh but here is alderman um McMiniman, uh talking about uh, some of his uh, chief concerns when it comes to uh the issues of uh the firehouses at last night's consummate. when you now
5: at- uh, let's go over here
0: all right, yeah. But I do think... No, it's Alderman Williams. Let's check this out. Here we go.
5: In brief, I think that Alderman Williams and I were correct that there's a very low fire incidence number of calls on Cokie Mill, and to justify another station based on medical calls is just repeating the mistakes of the past where we're using very expensive rigs, and personnel to respond to medical calls. And that's a, a mistake of the past and there's a continuation of the future to, to go that route. So we have to distinguish medical calls from fire calls. And I think we're correct that there are very few fire calls coming out of Cokie Mill.
0: So again, the idea is for three firehouses, uh, millions of dollars worth, You got real estate that's being purchased and so on. But uh, some still questioning as to the placement of these firehouses.
6: Again, I want everybody to be protected but I just want you to remember what, what perception looks like and what it always tends to be for the east side.
0: Here's uh Haldeman Hanauer. Um, let's talk about reality over perception. And okay? he talked about the investment that's going on on the, on the west side, that's private dollars being invested and how that's growing and growing and growing.
3: We've got aldermen up here that are basically saying that the health and safety of Ward 10 and Ward 9 and Ward 8 don't mean crap to people. I'm, I'm embarrassed that, that that was even brought up. You're saying that the medical response toward ten, nine, and 8 don't
5: mean uh, uh, boo? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's response. what you say. Take it back. It's on record. I said, it's it, on it, record. I said, less expensive response is what we need.
0: So obviously passion's getting a little high there, but uh, Alderman McMiniman ultimately responding to that at uh, last night's uh, full city council meeting.
5: Mr. Mayor. Yes, Alderman minimum. I didn't like being smeared by that kind of talk that we don't care about health and safety. That's what you I said, Alderman. I said that, that there has to be speak, a less expensive type of response to medical calls. It's the biggest joke in Springfield. It's been this way for 20 years. Mm. Someone falls to the ground and you have three fire engines show up and I'm an ambulance. That's the fact. And the, the citizens of Springfield know there's a problem with that.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a serious issue. I mean, if you've got a medical call, why are you sending out a big fire truck there? There should be smaller medical uh, trucks. I know like stuff like minimum manning has played into this, and there's got to be some kind of way to, to shore up costs there. But uh, we'll see if that's handled at all. Uh, but ultimately, that's uh, ordinance moving forward. Uh, but then we get to other issues, including a, an ordinance giving TIF dollars to a development for... A Planet Fitness. Mayor,
5: I believe there's a citizen here to speak about this issue. Oh, okay, Mr. Imhoff. Sure. Our Fit Club.
0: Yeah, the owner of Fit Club was there uh, because this uh, Planet Fitness is looking to get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in TIF money. Uh, ultimately, uh, you know, there's uh, there's already two other fitness centers around that area, including a Fit Club, including an Anytime Fitness, and that's not really any level playing field.
5: Again, I'm just asking. It's really best used for city money, and and then on a personal level, um, full disclosure. I feel like it's very unfair to businesses that have been here for years that are providing services and have capacity to provide more service for the city to be giving money to a publicly traded company to come in here and compete with us. I am more than willing to compete with any health club and I'm happy to compete with any health club, but I would ask the city to please let me compete on a level playing field. Don't ask me to compete against a publicly traded company that's getting $250,000 that I don't get. It's just not really a fair scenario, in my in my estimation.
0: And I think Alderman heard that loud and clear. The ordinance uh, is defeated: zero voting yes, ten voting no. Nobody voted for that. <laughs> Nobody voted for that. Uh, so interesting uh, to, you know, people speak and they get heard. Uh, meanwhile, you've got uh, another ordinance that was up uh, about uh, uh, youth empowerment zone. Uh, we'll uh, touch on some of that. And we got to extend the council roundup another segment. So stay with us. It is WMAY. All right. So back with the council roundup for an extended segment because there was a three-hour meeting last night. And we're going to do what we can to get to most of it that have got left remaining. But an uh, ordinance dealing with purchasing some property that uh, some had concerns, hadn't seen an appraisal yet, or we don't know uh, what the actual um, um, uh, real estate uh, broker fees are and so on. Uh, Alderman Gregory says this project's an important project for the youth and making an empowerment zone. Here's some of what he had to say.
4: We really, the goal of this is to build up our not-for-profit, our grassroots not-for-profits in our community will come here several times and ask for buildings and ask for help to continue to grow their program with the population of kids that they have.
0: Now, there's a whole bunch of different programs we've heard about, including that program Southtown to uh, fund rehabilitation and a variety of other things. Uh, Gregory continues.
4: It's because I'm trying to break this east and west thing. I'm trying to come over, you come over here to see it. Why why, why I talk like this? Why I'm so passionate about this? And I want to come west to see your needs and understand your needs.
5: Alderman Joe McMinniman chiming in on his concerns. If there's problems with something, I I think we shouldn't just knee-jerk it to a yes without an appraisal, without a bona fide building inspection, without knowing what the loan is from the bank. What's the matter with this council? They, They can just say yes not having those items. It just blows my mind, to be honest. He
0: talks about uh, the state's pension, or the, uh, the city's police and fire pensions.
5: You know, I'll just stick this up again. We're spending money like drunken sailors here, and we've got this uh, police and fire pension debt out there that has grown $130 million in the last three years.
0: So, but uh, it's a lot of increase. Uh, a different story for a different day. Um, there was an interesting back and forth between Alderwoman DeCenso and Public Works Director Nate Bottom talking about traffic lights that uh, have no longer uh, turned to traffic light. It's red light, green light, no more. Uh, so she had some concerns there. Uh, you had uh, the, the Springfield mayor uh, trying to uh, talk about an event this, this, we, this weekend. <laughs> Here's what he had to
1: say. I say Fat
5: a, five k. <laughs> I would
0: like say when I announce. it. it's a fat ass five k. Come on, it's downtown Springfield this week. It's gonna be a good time. Um, fat a five k. Uh, meanwhile, you had uh, citizens there uh, to address the council. Hi, my name is Matt Shear. and Matt uh, has an interesting idea that I'm I'm down for. It sounds fun. I would like to start a business, and I wanted to just while we have everyone in the room here, bring it up and see what the corporation council might have for me or Alderman Redpath, since it is in his ward. I will say I think that the business would do much better if Redpath was up on one of these uh, uh, f- these these propelled surfboards he's wanting to do. It is electric surfboards is the easiest way to explain it? Lift foils are the manufacturer. Surely you've seen these before. They look like a good time. Uh, meanwhile, another citizen getting up to talk about the, uh, the City Council.
6: Good evening, my name is Michael Strack. I'm a two-tour overseas military veteran. I'm a 60% disabled veteran. And my constitutional rights have been violated
0: oh boy what's going on here uh he unpacks some of this i'm going to leave some names out just just because it's not i i don't know all the particulars just what he had to say last night but it's a pretty uh, dramatic situation he's involved in
6: he's your foia request officer
0: so he's targeting a city employee who's a a foia request officer and we'll just leave it there but uh, he ultimately unloaded uh, as to what he has a grievance against
6: He's very versed in the law. He's been trained in it for 27 years, following it without exception, no problems ever. All of a sudden, him and his wife separate. I come into the picture, and now he feels like the law no longer applies to him. And he continues. I have an inspector general report that makes me look like I'm a homewrecker. When I told the woman, I would not see her if she's married. No, boy. Well, what does she do? She decides... I'm going to wait till my anniversary, and then I'm going to leave my husband at 27 years. Oh, boy. That's a pretty good ethical person. I didn't see it, though. I didn't see that. So don't want to go down that road. Oh, well, we already down that
0: road. He revealed an inspector general report more about his accusations.
6: He was sitting there in an email and he says, "I have other people looking into this." So there's a conspiracy now.
0: So he feels that uh, his uh, his rights were violated by an officer accessing things and ugh, sharing it with others and it just it got uh, it got ugly, but uh, even right. at the tail and end he here.
1: was that he would not be here tonight. Okay. Um, but
6: that being said,
0: and the, then the resident continued to talk while uh, they were trying to wrap up the meeting Moving
6: back to address the Constitution 11. issues or we gave so you five minutes. minutes you get five minutes. Right. That's the way you had a problem, sir. Is that what you're trying to do? Excite. That's the way to so elevate motion it motion
2: to.